a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, NFL quarterback Tom Brady officially announced his retirement in a post on social media today. It was a long one, 900-plus words, like it was a full-on op-ed. Widely considered to be the greatest quarterback of all time in NFL history. Uh, We're not going to talk about it from a sports story today, uh, because as many of you remind us on the text line, sports is not news. Uh, But sports can be a great model. And what I want to talk about with Tom Brady is not his Pro Bowl selections, not his NFL MVPs, not how many Super Bowls he won. Uh, We're going to talk about this from a leadership standpoint. What is his leadership legacy? What are the lessons there? And helping us do that is another great leader who also happened to play quarterback one day, Scott Mitchell from KSL's Inside Sources. Scott, thanks for joining us in studio today. Uh, You are very welcome, and uh, it's always good to be here with you. Awesome. So let's look at this. Uh, the quarterback position, of course, is often talked about as the, the team leader, as the, the kind of the heart and soul, the engine uh, that drives organizations. Tom Brady did it over an extended period of time, which I actually think is one of the first qualities of a great leader. Anybody right. can be a flash in the pan, but can you sustain it? Uh, he did it all the way to age 44. What is the leadership lesson in that from Tom Brady? Oh, well, uh, for, first of all, it, when when you talk about leadership, and especially with Tom Brady, is he, he had a vision, like, and he, he had a vision. He saw himself in that position. He saw having success long before it happened. Mm. It wasn't a dream. It was an expectation, and I, I think – if you're gonna if you're gonna drive any organization, any you know anything really, if you're gonna lead anything, you have to you have to be that visionary. You have to be that person that sees it. He went up to Robert Kraft the the year he was drafted. He was drafted in the sixth round. I mean the very end, and he said he said the best decision you made as an owner was to draft me. And of course they had that. Drew Bledsoe at the time, right. and, and Tom Brady was an afterthought. I mean had had. Had Drew Bledsoe never been hurt, who knows what what Tom Brady would have been. Probably still would have been successful, but he just had that expectation from the very beginning. Yeah, love that expectation and that uh, that drive. Uh, he also had this uh, uncanny ability uh, to deal with adversity. Uh, I think that's part of any great leader is uh, all the plans are great until you get smacked in the mouth <laughs> or uh, somebody blows up your, your first strategy. Uh, what did he do from a leadership standpoint that – it just seemed like he was always in complete control, and then he also extended that to his teammates of, no matter what the score was, hey, we got this. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that helped him is that he was drafted where he was, that he did have to, and it wasn't just it wasn't just in the NFL. He had to fight for his position mm. with uh, when he was at Michigan. Right. He was always battling Drew Henson, who was this you know can't miss prospect high school. He you know he was always battling to play. And and so he grew up with uh, you know, nothing was really ever handed to him. Mm. So when he when he was dealing with adversity, he kind of dealt with it all all the time. In fact, it, it, I don't want to say it drove him because he even said, "Look, I, I wasn't dr- driven by adversity. I was driven by 
you know, I ex- I expected to be the very best I could be. I expected to compete to uh, to to win. I knew I wasn't going to win all the time, but I I I was driven by that uh, desire to have excellence in in everything yeah. I did. And uh, I you know I had a coach like that. Don Shula was the same yeah. way. You know, he expected you to prepare and execute perfectly. He, yeah. he knew the result wouldn't necessarily be perfect all the time, but but he he had that expectation. So that's one. But it's I think too often when we're in life, uh, people get either um, dejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, by failure, or they feel like, oh, I can't, I can't do this, and and I think, I think successful people are ones that just push through that. That like, I don't, I look, I know it looks bad right now, and I know I haven't, but I'm not going to give up, and and it's yeah. that willingness to just stay with something and stick with it, and I think people saw that around him, yeah, and they just said, look, Tom Brady's a guy who's never, never going to give up, and and you saw it, they were. They, I think they were down by twenty some points in a Super Bowl in the in the second half. They they were down to the Rams in the you know in the divisional game this year, and he's he's had a lot of these comebacks because he has that look. It's it's okay if things aren't aren't going good right yeah. now. In fact, I think more of us should celebrate when things aren't going good because right. it it makes us it forces us to really look within ourselves and say, okay, I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I'm 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 going to try harder. What am I not doing yeah. right now? What do I need to improve on? Yeah, and it also focuses us to figure out what's really essential. And I think right. that was one of the things that yeah. Tom Brady did so well. Again, as a leader, he could just push everything else aside, no matter what it was on the field, off the field stuff. He could push that aside and be present to the moment, I think, which is another great leadership skill. But I, I want to ask you about this next one, Scott, that I also think that Tom Brady, in connection with his coaches, was so good, and that is developing culture. Uh, I always say culture eats strategy and talent for breakfast. Uh, and he developed a culture where, regardless of what your position was on the team, you felt like he was counting on you. You were part of this story, whether you were a lineman or a tight end or a, a fullback that may only get used a couple times a game. Everybody felt like they were part of the story. You know, you really saw that when he went to Tampa Bay because this is an yeah. organization that won in a lot of years. And all of a sudden, he walked in the building, and it was like everyone from the janitor all the way up to the owners, their their whole expectation changed. And it was because he came in and said, Look, I've been there. I know how to do this. Just follow me. And and he cut out all of the things that were unnecessary. They won the, uh, I think it was the a uh, the NFC Championship game. And he goes, "What are you celebrating for? Yeah. We we got work to do. There's there's no point. You know, the, all of this is to get to and win the Super Bowl. There's no there's nothing to celebrate right now. And and so he he understood when when the right moment was to say the right the right things and. And there, and, and that was part of that culture where, where, um, it's it's the, the competition's so hard, yeah, and everyone's so close that it's it's that willingness to do those extra things or that willingness to even even that celebration, the willingness not to celebrate in a moment when you want to celebrate, and knowing that it's not the right time to do it, it's 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 understanding developing that culture of of um that. I can't do this myself, but that yeah. culture of we've got to we've got to do those little tiny things and those extra things that nobody else is willing to do. And in the in the world of professional sports, you you feel like you're on an island. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're an independent contractor. And for someone to come in and say, 
I need you here. I need you to do this. And we need to, and, and they set an expectation yeah. they, that there's a standard and, and you're held to that standard. That's yeah. when culture gets created. Yeah. And I, and I love that you raised that Scott, because I think that's the ultimate in leadership is the leaders who can go into a room or can go to their constituents or their customers or whoever it is and say, here's where we are, challenges, obstacles, and I need your help to to ask for help. Too often leaders try to say they've got it or it's all about them. It's a very egocentric, self-centered kind of leadership. Uh, Tom Brady, for all the accolades and all the money and all of those things, seemed to be a guy that was constantly looking at his teammates and helping them understand, I need you. Yes, uh, Tom Brady is the most unmobile, unathletic, and and like in a world where you have to be the supreme athlete. Yeah, and he became the best, like the all time greatest, and and he couldn't run a forty yard dash in a week. You know, he was super slow, <laughs> unathletic, but he understood. I need you guys to protect for me because I'm stuck here. <laughs> I need to know where to throw the football and get rid of it quickly, and I'm going to get it to the people who are athletic, who do make those plays, who can run, who can. And so understanding all the pieces and how they fit together and knowing that as great as he, his greatness was understanding really who he was and playing really within himself. Yeah. That's the greatness. Yeah. Knowing who you are as a leader is so big Uh, in the, uh, I think it's still there in the Olympic training center in Colorado. As you walk in the entrance there, it says, know thyself. Uh, and knowing who you are, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, as you just pointed out, Scott. Uh, we're going to do something rare here. Uh, we're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer. I'm going to ask Scott to stay with us uh, and join the monologue uh, because this leadership conversation is critical. We need it individually. We need it in our communities, our businesses, and we desperately need it in our country. So we're going to stay with the question just a little bit longer. Well, as promised, we stayed with the conversation just a little bit longer. That's how you get to the higher levels of learning. And we've been talking about Tom Brady retiring, but not as a sports story, as a lesson and legacy in leadership. Uh, Our good friend Scott Mitchell uh, from Unrivaled has been joining us, and he actually has a show that begins in 10 minutes and 8 seconds. So, uh, (laughs) Scott, we appreciate you staying with us. And uh, just give us one last piece uh, that what made uh, Tom Brady so unique. We've talked about being a forever learner, but you talked about getting past the monotony and just staying with the program. Yeah, I think it's hard when uh, you, you start having success. You either slow down and kind of rest on your laurels or you, you go, oh, i got to change things. i got to do things differently. And it's a willingness to kind of stay with those fundamental principles that uh, make you successful. Like Working out and getting your body in the, in the, is hard to do, and it, it's not fun. And, but it's a willingness to kind of go through those really tough, challenging things, but doing it on a consistent basis. And, and when you, when you do that and you get, it's like the repetition, the over again, again, and again, and again. And that's where you really start reaching these new levels. And, and you can apply that really to anything, you know, so, so it's, and, and I saw that in other great people that I was with and, uh, Coach Shula was the same way. You know, he, he was, he just, you know, almost it's like, really, can we just change? And he's like, nope, we just stay the program, you know, stick with the, you know, wash, you know, repeat, rinse, yep. repeat, you know, yep. the whole thing. And, and Tom Brady was great that way. I mean, for 22 years and it's hard, it's, yeah. it's, and it's hard when you have all that success to yeah. be able to do that. And so he, easy he was great at that. And I really believe that he's probably seen levels of success that 
very few people can even understand or have uh, have obtained. Yeah, absolutely great, uh, great insight as always, Scott Mitchell. We're going to let you dart across the street uh, to jump in with Alex Curie and Unrivaled. Uh, thanks for your perspective today. Again, looking at Tom Brady's retirement, not as a sports story. Uh, but as a lesson and a legacy in leadership. And I I love where Scott finished off there uh, with this whole idea of mediocrity or becoming complacent. Uh, Scott said that one of the real challenges is success. Uh, I told organizations around the world that the most dangerous day in the life of any organization is the day they hit number one, the day they grab market share, uh, the day they get all the accolades in the press, because it is so easy to rest on your laurels. It is so easy to drift in kind of a checklist mentality and start doing the minimum standards. Uh, leaders understand that that's a dangerous space to be in. And it's true for all of us, whether we're leading a company, an organization, uh, a church group, a community endeavor, or our own families. As a leader, you cannot rest on your laurels. You cannot drift into mediocrity. Uh, mediocrity is the number one killer of any business or organization or team. Uh, I would add that it is also the number one killer, mediocrity, number one killer of relationships. Think of it this way. If you're in a relationship and things are going along and going well, and then you start drifting into that comfort zone, you start doing just kind of the minimum standard, you take a lot of things for granted, uh, that's the beginning of the end of that relationship. And, you know, we're trying to do something in this country that really hasn't been done in history. We're trying to outlive our own success. Most societies throughout history uh, have risen, have achieved some level of greatness, and then they all start to drift into that mediocrity. They start doing the minimum standard, just enough to get by. They're no longer learning, growing, progressing. And what happens? They get wiped out. Mayan Empire, Roman Empire, Egyptian Empire, you can, you can go through all the empires uh, and there's a pattern. And they achieve greatness and then they get comfortable. They stop doing the very things, just as Scott Mitchell just described for us just moments ago, they stop doing the basics. They stop doing the simple things that made them successful in the beginning. Why? Because yeah, I don't need to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm good enough now. Or, oh, hey, I've got this. We've done this a million times before. We don't need to rehearse that or practice that. Uh, and that's a challenge. And I think it's part of Tom Brady's legacy of leadership is that not only did he not buy into that mediocrity, he also made sure that his teammates didn't get comfortable either. And he would challenge them and he would inspire them and he would uh, get in their face if he had to. Uh, sometimes leadership is the hard part. Uh, telling people the bad news of, hey, we're not as good as we think we are. Or, you know what, we may have gotten by that last game, but that's surely not going to help us in the next one. Or we may have won the championship last year, but that means nothing for next season. And so that ability of leaders to be present, to be focused. Uh, and then I think one of the last things that I want to hit as it relates to Tom Brady's retirement, again, not a sports story to me. Uh, although his sports accomplishments uh, have made him the greatest quarterback of all time. And his results prove that. It's outcomes, and his outcomes prove that. But it's not a sports story to me. It's a leadership lesson. And one of the things that I admire most about Tom Brady is that he's a forever learner. 22 years in the league, 
And even in his last season as a 44-year-old quarterback, he was still learning new things. He was constantly pushing that status quo. He was constantly saying, how can I tweak this? Or how can I adjust that? Or what could I learn from watching this game film? Or watching how this other quarterback uh, had some success? Or this other team had some success? So all of those components to me are absolutely vital as you look at an extraordinary career. Uh, But as we've had this great opportunity, if you missed uh, the previous segment, uh, we had Scott Mitchell join us from uh, KSL's Unrivaled. He and uh, Alex Curie, of course, uh, get you through the sports sides of things every day. Uh, But Scott also gets it because he was a quarterback, and he understands what those leadership lessons really are uh, because he he lived it. And I I love Scott's perspective on on all of this. And, And now if we look at how do we apply that to ourselves, how do we apply that to leaders in our community, leaders of business, politics, government, uh, do we have leaders left uh, that are really up for that kind of challenge and are, are ready to lead out to help others feel like they're part of that winning story, to, uh, to sense and to recognize uh, that uh, there really is a better way to lead? And I think when all the dust settles and all the analysis uh, gets all wrapped up as it relates to Tom Brady, uh, I think the the word that will describe him beyond goat because he is greatest of all time. Uh, but I think the other lasting legacy will be his leadership legacy. Uh, leadership will be the the hallmark, I think, as people reflect and try to figure out what he did and how he was able to accomplish so much uh, as a quarterback. And so again, so many great lessons there. And I want to round out today with something we've shared on this program before uh, because I, I think I think Tom Brady understood this a little bit. Uh, this goes back, and especially as we uh, kick off uh, African American History Month, uh, as we start to look at some of those great things, uh, a quote on leadership from Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, I think is the ultimate leadership throwdown. And while focused on a lot of our leaders for the country, I think this is sort of what Tom Brady was trying to do in his space Uh, as a leader of a football team. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said, May I stress the need for courageous, intelligent, and dedicated leadership. Leaders who somehow understand the issues. Leaders of sound integrity. Leaders not in love with publicity, but in love with justice. Leaders not in love with money, but in love with humanity. Leaders who can subject their particular egos to the greatness of the cause, putting other people first. Martin Luther King Jr. said, God, give us leaders. A time like this demands great souls with pure hearts and ready hands. Leaders whom the lust of office does not kill. Leaders whom the spoils of life cannot buy. Leaders who possess opinions and a will. Leaders who will not lie. Leaders who can stand before the demagogue and damn the treacherous flatteries without winking. Tall leaders, sun-crowned, who live above the fog in public duty and in private thinking. This, this kind of leadership is one of the great needs of our hour. Martin Luther King Jr. Leadership is the issue all of us need to lead. 
I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks so much for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, lead. See something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.